he said it because of his wet blanket energy. Unhinged. <laughs> Welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. So on Monday night's episode, we'll get to the recap later, but on Monday night, did you notice that Logan wiped his Instagram clean, totally started over. Like, he was about to drop an album or something. Isn't that, like, what Taylor Swift does before? (laughs) Yes, that was very Taylor Swift reputation era. The world hates me. I'm deleting my Instagram. And then, like, hinting back at what's to come. Um, I did see this. It's giving... I'm ready for my influencer career. And, like, why couldn't you keep your old photos of you doing whatever you're doing prior? Like, it it almost, it it is giving that, like, he is a person from The Bachelor now, and that is his identity. he's starting a whole whole new life. Yes, exactly. That's what I feel like he's trying to do. Or he's dropping an album, which I think we should consider. Yeah, let's consider it, but... (laughs) So, right now, at the time of this recording, he has two posts. One is the announcement of him going on the show, and then one... One is, now that he's, spoiler alert, off the show, which we'll get to all of that. He did share on his stories a little clip with On the Red Carpet ABC, so it's obviously, like, something related to ABC. Probably something he filmed at Mental Hall. It looked like the Mental Hall. Yeah. So this is what he shared on his Instagram stories. I was under the impression, you know... I I can sleep on things, I can take time to mow this over, and I'll talk to them tomorrow. And that's not the case in this situation. You know, uh, there was a a time where like two and a half weeks went by and I wasn't able to have a private conversation. And it's like, wow, things have changed a lot and I haven't been able to speak my mind. And so what I took away from it was say what you're feeling right away. You know, have have the uh, instinct to say exactly what's on your mind when you think it, when you feel it, and that keeps things like this from getting so messy. He's like, it's kind of awkward to talk about the fact that the producers wouldn't allow me to talk to Gabby and Rachel while I'm talking to someone on the crew. Yeah, no, that was what I was about to say. I haven't read any spoilers for the Mentel All or anything, but this is kind of giving me vibes that at the Mentel All, they further villainize him and kind of give him a lot of shit for his switcheroo not addressing the fact that it's like very clear that he wanted to talk to Gabby or Rachel for two weeks was not allowed to talk to them and was also under the impression that he would have lots of time to decide and then they spring on him oh no you immediately need to decide right now Mm -hmm. it's weird to me that they would air even something like Logan saying that because it kind of totally contradicts this like villain edit that I'm assuming they're kind of giving him in the mental all how do you know that they're giving that in the mental all? I'm just assuming why would he be interviewing... Answering that question? Exactly. Answering that question and kind of defending, oh, you know, like, I I thought this, I thought this, but, you know, you learn and grow, blah, 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 blah. I, villain might be too harsh of a word, but I just think they're obviously going to address that and give him a hard time for that and then end it with, like, a, I learned and grew from it, blah. Yeah. Um, can we point out the fact that he said that he didn't get to have a private conversation with either of them for two and a half weeks, yet we're supposed to get engaged at the end of the show? I just want to call that part out. If producers don't want you talking to the leads, you're not talking to the leads. So your fate is sealed before you even, like, step foot on that ship. That's true. We'll get to more of Logan. There's a lot more with Logan in the recap. But moving on to other Mm creep-worthy things, Jordan Kimball, the quote-unquote villain from Becca's season, he is coming for Nick Vial. In typical Jordan fashion, he just went on his Instagram stories and was going on a rant and blew up Nick's spot. Now, the reason is unsure why he's so... (laughs) 
angry. That's what I was going to ask. I'm like, where did this, was this just a normal Wednesday? And it's like, I'm going to wake up today and get on my stories and shit on Nick Vile. Or was there something that prompted him to do this? But I mean, I think he, well, we'll play the clip and let's dissect. I would not go taking advice continually from Mr. Nick Vile is never going to make it down the aisle. Uh, dude's never going to make it down the aisle. Stop taking dating advice from him. Um, Peter Pan has never had a better example of who to follow. I would like to point out, it's not Nick Vile. So technically, it's Nick Vile never making it down the aisle. Is it Nick Vile? Never making it down the, yeah, never making it down the aisle. But that's just, you know, those are small potatoes. I still, that's I, yeah, I yeah. still agree with um, Jordan's sentiment here. I'm just shocked that this wasn't prompted by anything. Like, he literally just woke up <laughs> and chose violence and was like, I'm just going to say this. Like, was there something about Nick's podcast that came out that he felt that he needed to respond to? Or, like, I think every why? day Nick is in the media for some kind of, like, dating advice yeah. regarding his podcast. I don't quite know what sparked this. If anyone listening is aware of what sparked this. Like, I can't really see a, a reason of why. I appreciate that he did, but... I can also see uh, Jordan scrolling his, like, For You page and seeing clips of Nick Vial giving dating advice, mm-hmm. and he's like, is this guy for real? Like, this guy spews advice, tells people how to live their life, when yeah, maybe you should you know, read someone else's rule book on how to live. Well, especially when he first started the podcast, because that was way before he started dating Natalie, and it was like, truly, Nick, what gives you the right to have an opinion or give people advice on dating at all. Cause he was like a notorious playboy fuck boy. I'm living in LA just like dating 20 year old models, which he still is doing, but he's now sticking to one. But what I love is like, Oh, like now that he's dating Natalie, now we should take advice from him. Like he's dating someone 20 years younger than him. Right. But he was giving the advice before he was dating Natalie. I do think he is going to marry her though. Well, I, that's where I think Jordan is wrong. Like I get the sentiment and I appreciate it, but I don't know. All signs are kind of pointing to he wants to marry her. I think he's going to propose just to spite Jordan because I think that's the type of guy that Nick is. Someone said in our She's All Batch Facebook group, he's like, am I ready to get engaged? No. Am I going to propose to prove a point? Yeah. And it's so (laughs) accurate. Like, you know he's pissed that Jordan said that about him. Like, no one wants to be blasted like that on the internet. So he's going to go and call up Neil Lane and get a ring for little Miss Natalie and put it on her. But you think he's not going to go down the aisle? I do actually think they're going to Wait, you think get married. you think he's going to go down the aisle? Yeah, the aisle. <laughs> I mean, they they live together, they have a dog together. This is all much more serious than any of his previous relationships in that sense. Like they're building a life. I don't know. I mean, I have no clue if he'll really make it down the aisle or not. I hope, you know, All of Nick's dreams come true. I don't think Jordan's that crazy to say that we shouldn't be taking dating advice from the 41-year-old. Oh, for sure. For Jordan, I'm like, Jordan, but why now? Why why are you just realizing this, like, four years into the Vial Files? Yeah, his own podcast name doesn't make sense. The Vial Files. We should start calling it that, though. The Vial Files. Sure, we can start that. All right, moving on. Um, So annoying. So we had... Peter Weber on the podcast last week and then like a day later photos and videos started surfacing of him spotted in public with Kelly Flanagan. I will say when he was on the podcast he did keep saying he was single so 
And he said he was enjoying being single. And immediately yeah, in my head, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're enjoying fucking, aren't you? I don't know. I don't really know what to make of this Kelly thing. But obviously, he would not say, oh, yeah, guys, I'm dating Kelly. Right. Run that shit on your podcast. Yeah. But um, maybe he would say something like, oh, I'm seeing some people right now. Or, like, I'm kind of seeing someone, but it's casual. We'll see, blah, blah, But he very much, when we were talking to him while recording and off recording, was like, yeah, you know, I'm single. I'm living life. I'm enjoying it. I'm going on dates. That's it. You know, really not alluding to anything going on with him. I'm very shocked to see this. I mean, what were your opinions when you saw it? I was annoyed that we just spoke with him. However, I could see if we asked, like, when was the last time you talked to Kelly? The Oh, we would not be allowed the, to ask well, that. Next, next, next from the interview. Yeah, that's something you guys don't necessarily know, is that we had to take a lot out of the interview. We'll leave it at that. Um, I understand yeah. everyone's under contract. Some things don't want to be, like, touched upon and that's totally fine mm-hmm. but had we asked about kelly and had it been able to stay in the podcast the answer would have been you know kelly's a great girl i respect her a lot yeah. i think um i wish her all the best and you know we had a great run and that would have been it and so for the fact that the next freaking day he's at like a baseball game with her then someone saw mm-hmm. them in the airport he was in uniform yeah. and she's walking in the airport with him she's obviously not a pilot or a flight attendant. Well, yeah, but maybe she's going on the plane with him, the plane that he's flying. Because if you're like with a pilot, I think you can fly for free. Oh, that's so cool. I think she's probably think a passenger. She gets free and just snacks? like. like- peanuts and stuff yes i love that that's your, like your biggest concern <laughs> like, of all of this. like yes i think she even gets a first class upgrade and gets all the free stuff wow. that's there i think she's someone living tell matt life. james that he needs to be flying with pilot pete then he gets all the snacks i don't know this whole thing is very strange to me especially considering Ooh. how seemingly badly their relationship ended like when it was officially done kelly was going on all of these podcasts really like shitting on peter and saying how he was like into pokemon didn't she say he was into pokemon yeah she was like he's into pokemon cards and like i'm not into that stuff even though i was trying to convince myself i was i think really alluding to a lot of like just immaturity on his end maybe he matured i don't know when you're publicly going around saying something ended badly, then, like, you know it ended really badly. Because yeah. even if something ended badly, but not badly enough, to the to the press, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, it didn't work out, which them the best, just to avoid it. But if you're going out of your way to say how badly it ended, I'm like, oh, no, you have a vengeance in your soul that you really want to get out there. Yeah. So the fact that they're hanging out again... It's so confusing. And I don't think they're hanging out just as friends. Like, I don't think you call up your buddy-buddy ex-girlfriend and be like, hey, want to go to a baseball game? Yeah, no, and I saw someone say on, like, Reddit or something that, oh, well, they have the same manager and that's why they were together. Like, I'm sorry. No. No. Immediately no, immediately no. But this seems like Kelly again. I mean, I don't know if Kelly likes baseball or what her deal is, but it's like, (laughs) it seems like she's doing activities that I would think Peter wants to do. I don't want to go to a baseball game. JK, it's fun to eat the snacks. It's all about the snacks at the baseball game. Well, he's not going to get free snacks at the baseball game. He's not a baseball player. They should just go hang out at the airport and and use his Probably better snacks at the baseball game, I know, but like, you got to think about where he has the perks. The perks, the perks, the perks, right. He's, he has no money to buy any snacks <laughs> to get them all for free. <laughs> um, yeah, no, th- we're definitely just going to have to keep an eye on this one. I don't know. I'm a little shook. I think it's weird. I think my overall take is, like, I'm bitter that we had Peter on. And then the day after this news breaks, and I feel like he wouldn't have been able to dance around the question 
if the news had already broken when we spoke to him. Because, like, there are a lot of things he danced around in the interview. Very well media trained. Yes. He's, he's a king of dodging questions. Right. That's for sure. Yeah, he should be on a dodgeball team. But And we told him that. And we joked <laughs> about that with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, he wouldn't have been able to dodge it if I'm literally like, cold, hard proof. You were with Kelly. Why? Right. Like, literally, why were you going to this baseball game? Yeah. He'd be like, you know, she's a friend. Great girl. Like her. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just don't know what they think is going to be different this time. Like, how many times have they gotten together and broken up and then gotten back together? Like, at least... 70 million. It could have just, this could just be boredom. We've all been there where you do kind of like a backslide with an ex and you have no other options. So you're like, all right, well, are you still around? Let's hang out. And you entertain it for like a hot minute, but you know that it's not really going to go anywhere. Let them have their fun. They'll realize that they both are not supposed to be together. But why are they in public though? Like they know. Yeah, they could have easily just not been in together. Right, like, go hang out at someone's house. Go watch a movie. Go Netflix and chill each other. Go hang out in the pilot lounge. In the cockpit, if you will. IDK. Okay, and there is one more story that totally shook me this week, but since we tried to be as spoiler-free as possible on this pod, we made a video. It's on our YouTube, but I'll give you a little taste. So there is a Bachelor in Paradise couple, a very unexpected pairing that accidentally spoiled that they are together, and turns out they are engaged. I'm not going to say any more because I know not everyone wants to be spoiled, but when I say I audibly screamed when I saw this spoiler, there was a video that was accidentally posted to the internet it's been taken down you can go to she's all batch youtube we'll have the shots of the video it's been deleted we'll have it on the youtube so go to she's all batch check out that video if you want to see a who this oddball pairing is mm-hmm. and b how they accidentally spoiled themselves it's like fucking yes, gold so good i'm really now so excited for the season because i'm just like ah yeah this is what we have to look forward to this, amazing yeah so go check it out over on the youtube Can I tell you an embarrassing story? Sure. So when my husband and I first started dating in like 2012, we wanted to get a vibrator. Mm -hmm. And we literally went to a sex toy store. I was mortified. I got the most basic shitty vibrator. And then when we checked out, I actually said, oh, it's for a bachelorette party. And we still bring it up to this day. My husband's like, what kind of fucking bachelorette party vibes? (laughs) One vibrator. What are you guys all sharing a vibrator? Like that person like obviously knows you just felt really weird about buying a sex toy. It's just so funny to look back on because nowadays you have places like Dame Products where they have this like massive variety of sex toys you can purchase in the comfort of your own home and you can find something that you're looking for that suits your needs. Dame Products is sex toys made for women by women so you know they've got it covered. They know what's good. Yeah, just reading a review on their site, someone writes, I've only been able to orgasm during sex maybe twice. Let me tell you, Eva, one of their best-selling sex toys, is worth it. Every time me and my husband have sex, I've been able to orgasm. So Eva is a wearable vibrator for pleasure that stays in place during sex. It tucks into enhance partner play without getting in the way. So, hell yeah. And if you are not in a relationship or you just kind of want to have a moment by yourself, you can also check out Air. It is a suction vibrator for people who are fans of oral sex and they have hundreds of five-star reviews. It features five intensities, five vibration patterns. It's also waterproof. Take it in the shower, take it in the pool, take it in the hot tub. Explore what works for you. Definitely check out Air. It's one of their best sellers on dameproducts.com. If Dame Products was around in 2012, then I wouldn't have been stuck (laughs) with a shitty plastic. Like, what I ended up getting, like, honestly sucked, and I 
threw it out, to be honest. So save yourself that awkward little run-in at the sex toy shop and <laughs> check out Dame Products. With our code, She's All Batch, you can get 15% off the entire site. So just go, explore, explore see all the other stuff around. they have. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned all of them, so there's a lot of other stuff on the site as well. So whether you want to spice up your sex life with your partner or mm-hmm. spice up a night by yourself, go to dameproducts.com, use code Sheets All Batch, and you are welcome for 15% off. Okay, so we need to talk about Monday night's episode, but I need to meet you in the um, shed. The recap shed? <laughs> I don't want to recap in the shed. Get the key. Can we, I'll, be, I'll be right there. Can we recap in like the living room on the cloud couch or something? I'm going to go um, trek through the grass. Okay. <laughs> These sound effects. <laughs> we literally need to become professional sound effects people. Yeah, we will. Like the people that do the little steps for the movies. That's what we said last week. It's going to happen. Yeah, but what is that thing called? I don't know. Can you walk through the grass? I'm waiting. I don't want to go in the shed. I, <laughs> I, I like really... Jackie! It's like... I'm already in the shed. I'm in the shed. Uh, fine, but next time we're going to the recap restaurant. And it's going to be really fun. (laughs) You can choose where we go next week. Actually, you're not going to be here next week. Okay, well, the week after that. Okay. Recap restaurant. Get at it. Okay. Come through the grass. I'm here. I'm in the grass. I'm I'm in. (laughs) I'm like, do people hate this? (laughs) Like, we literally are now putting on, like, a four-act play before the recap room. Sound off in the comments. No, there'll be one person that says that is so stupid, even though, like, yeah, but I don't care if it's just one person. But if everyone's like, yeah, like, enough, get to the recap, (laughs) no one wants to hear this, then maybe we would reconsider. Okay, but um, (laughs) okay, so let's break down some of our favorite parts slash highlights of Monday night's episode. Can we start with the biggest question? I'm gonna go out of order because I feel like we need to start with the biggest question of the night, and that is Mm -hmm. Logan tested positive for COVID-19. And yes. uh, one, I thought he was going to say that he tested positive for an STD. The way he, like, delivered the news, it was, like, very daunting and scary. But two, mm-hmm. wasn't Gabby just licking whipped cream off of his nipples, like, two hours prior? And no one else got COVID. Yes. Well, I, the thing that I think is very interesting is they... I literally wrote down there, like, scapegoating Logan's COVID to, like, shake everybody up. But they clearly don't seem to actually care. Like, the fact that... First off, Logan has been with Gabby. He's been with literally all the men. He's been with Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer went to talk to Gabby, who clearly has been exposed to Logan, and then goes and talks to the other guys. If they actually cared about, oh, guys, Logan has COVID. We should take this pretty seriously and, like, quarantine or something. Why are they all still hanging out together? And why is Jesse Palmer going from Gabby to the men? They clearly don't actually care about the fact that Logan has COVID so much so that they didn't even tell the men, hey, actually, you've been exposed to someone who has COVID. Like, maybe do something about that. I don't know. They literally tell them there's a situation with Logan. There has been a situation with Logan. All right, we got a situation. So this whole COVID thing, whether Logan has COVID or not, is being used to, like, shake them up and like unsettle them and in no way are they actually taking actual precautions that you would take if you actually cared about covid 
So, remind me why they can't have the cocktail party because Logan has COVID, yet all these men are still sitting in a room <laughs> No, together. I know, I know. And Jesse Palmer has just seen Gabby, and now he's gone into the room to see the guy. So they're all connected. Yeah, no, they're all it's in their insane. little COVID bubble here. They're all going to continue hanging out. They've all been exposed to Logan. Am I the only one that didn't realize Logan was going home? So he says it to Gabby, yeah, and same. Gabby's like, oh, okay, like, how's he feeling? Right, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like, so Logan's going to, like, miss a day. He's going to be MIA for a day or two. And then we're going to see him again. And then all of a sudden he's gone. And I'm like, wait, they don't even get like a goodbye. Like they don't get anything. And then people were kind of questioning, like, why couldn't they have done like a virtual group date? But could you imagine if they were all on Zoom and they're like, Gabby, can I steal you for a second? Like move over to this other secret chat room with me. You know, that sounds horrible. But at the very least, I think they should have given Logan a Zoom exit interview or something just so that we can acknowledge that he's not going to be on the show anymore. I thought that was absurd, which makes me question. I'm like, did he even have COVID? Like, what is going on here? It's definitely suspicious because I thought about this too. Like, okay, why couldn't we get a goodbye from Logan? Why couldn't we get a shot of him walking out or a video goodbye to Gabby? Anything. I was like, oh, they probably don't want to shoot a goodbye with him because that exposes the crew. But I'm like, but wait, it exposed everyone else. So clearly that's not it. So why didn't we get a goodbye from Logan? Why didn't we get an exit interview? Why didn't we at least see him walk the plank? I want to see him walk the plank. Yeah, he could have walked to the plank. They also could have, too, like, dropped off a computer or a phone or a camera or something at his room and been like, okay, just, like, film a little something, something. Like, there are ways to get around that. Also, they clearly don't care because they've all been exposed now to each other, so I don't really understand. She was licking whipped cream off of his nipples literally an hour ago, and no one said, like, hey, Gabby, like, we're gonna also have to um, quarantine you and me and literally every other person. No. Logan has it, and that's it. He's out. And we're never gonna hear from him again. I felt very unsettled. Can I point out, we talked about this last week, in the trailer from, from last week for the promo for Monday night, we joked and said, um... He says, I feel awful. And Jesse says, you have to pack his bags. And you said it's because he ate too much pizza in, like, the buffet room. In the buffet. And his I feel awful was that he has COVID. I've never felt so duped in my life. And then he goes, she was in tears. You got to pack your bags. Yeah, why didn't we see that? Well, I don't know. Because he had COVID and they're standing right next to each other. (laughs) That's what I was about to say. And also, so you're telling me Jesse Palmer literally had a conversation with COVID Logan and told Gabby? Because I didn't see a mask on Logan or anything so they're literally sitting in a a little small cruise hotel room together talking about this and then he's gonna be like hey gabby by the way logan has covid and i just saw he's like there here you go with my breath he's like gabby Um, i have some news (laughs) logan has covid i know literally so confusing i would love to get to the bottom of this you know they're not gonna address it at the mental all which sucks because this all feels very shady to me. Moving on though, um, we had a big focus on Nate this episode. I thought that timing was a little, a little much. Yeah, but they can't really like change the timing of, of course, it. You know? Yeah. But I mean, I think they could have toned down the edit. They could go back into the episode and take like all the additional conversations of the guys being like, Nate is such a great guy. Nate is such a, yeah, he, no, he I talks literally about wrote his that daughter. Down, that Johnny is like, Nate talks about his daughter all the time. And I'm like, oh yeah, except to his girlfriend of a year and yeah, a half. Yeah, his girlfriend sure. sitting at home watching like liar 
heart. I could only imagine being the ex-girlfriend watching this story unfold, that they're painting him to be this, like, perfect single dad, perfect guy. Yeah. I was curious why they didn't in some way change the edit. Do you think it was just too late at this point, or they just don't care? I think they may still try to make him The Bachelor. From what I'm... What? I know. But from what I'm hearing, he's going to address the story at the Mentel All. He's going to be questioned about the allegations from his ex-girlfriend of why he didn't talk about his daughter to her. If you don't know this story, we break it down. Last episode. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to put a positive spin on it and try to still salvage it. We'll see next week how salvageable it is, but until then, I think Nate's still in the running. Is next week the men tell all, or is um, it hometowns and then? Oh, actually, I don't know. So we'll find out. We'll find out in the next coming weeks, I guess. I will say, though, multiple people texted me <laughs> saying that they were still very sad about the Nate and Gabby breakup, despite the fact that they knew the whole story about Nate. And I was texting you this last night, and you were like, yeah, let's talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> what did you think about I that? think the breakup was still sad. Like, I understand why people were upset and by, while people were crying. Like, those were real emotions. I don't think that was faked. I, I do think that he really had strong feelings for her and vice versa. Yeah. It just has a big cloud over I it. I know. I can't, like, take it seriously anymore. I know, but someone on Twitter wrote, like, bet you wish you didn't tell her about your, your daughter this time. Because, like, literally that is the reason why she, he's going. Like, had he not had yeah. a daughter, she would have been like, okay, like, probably go to hometowns. Yeah. Because she's not ready to be a mom which is totally fair but like finally you tell someone about your daughter and now he's never gonna tell anyone about his daughter again because he got dumped on national tv about it so i get why it's sad it is sad like star-crossed lovers they have all the chemistry they have like the connection but not all the pieces are adding up together so they can't be together type thing so i get it was sad and gabby like is so yeah, I was emotional gonna say, it was a very raw moment yeah. from gabby and that okay that part was sad I don't know. You, I, It's hard. Yeah, there's a cloud over it. It's like when you saw Jed's proposal to Hannah. Like, how do you take it? Like, right, exactly. It's not romantic when you know what's happening in real time. But, like, think about it in real time without the news of everything else. It is sad. For sure. Yeah. The two group dates of this episode, I just wanted to touch on really quick. So, mm-hmm. like, the Fifty Shades of Grey sex whipped cream date. No one answered any questions. Like, they asked how... I was... Yeah, I was wondering that. How often do you masturbate? How many partners have you had? Also, has did Johnny admit that he has sex with a lot of people or not a lot of people? Because did you notice they asked Johnny about his sexual partners? He goes, do you know who I am? And then Gabby mm-hmm. says something like, West Palm Beach. And I thought they were implying, like, he's not experienced for some reason. And then they said... Oh, no, I was taking it to for them saying, like, he has slept with a lot of people. He's just like, who he doesn't want like like that in front of a potential fiance like do you know who I am I fucked everyone like why would he answer that way because then they never they never say the number obviously but like if I said in front of my husband like he's like how many people have you slept with like do you know who I am boner garage like no then we go over to Rachel's date and they're not being whipped and talking about safe words they are lifting cheese and that looked very uncomfortable and once again, Rachel kind of gets the short end of the stick. But they did get to take their shirts off, so we got to see who was working with what there. Tino is then the cheese king. We yes. move over to the night. Tino thinks that he has that rose in the bag because he is the cheese king, and he deserves that rose. But that's not what happens. Yeah, who ends up getting it? Tyler gets it? Tyler gets it, and then Tino acts like a little baby back bitch. <laughs> I am conflicted with this because on one hand, it's 
very obvious that Tino actually likes Rachel and you know they're just like really getting in his head to make him freak out in this way so I kind of can't blame him like it is a controlled environment like this is not normal at the same time the way he was reacting I was like this is kind of like scary red flag-ish it gave me Sean Booth vibes and actually our friend Sarah Heron at Us Weekly interviewed Caitlin and mm-hmm. Caitlin agreed that it does give Sean oh. Booth vibes. I mean, because I think it's like there's always that guy who's like so serious and so invested that it really is hurtful when you when you don't get the rose. At this point, because it was like the hometown rose, you know that Tina probably should have gotten it. I'm sure that Rachel was convinced or persuaded by a producer to give it to someone else to get the reaction from Tino. Like, Right. When I saw that, yes, it paints Tino in not the best light, but I thought for sure this was all set up. Like, I don't think she has a stronger connection with Tyler. I think they knew that by not giving it to Tino, it would get this reaction. And it did. Yeah, I guess my, I can't tell. And it's hard to tell because like it's with the editing and also like the scary music over it. I can't tell if like he actually is being like as scary as they're making it seem. Because I also think it's very telling (laughs) when someone's under pressure, if their immediate response is like, I'm really angry and I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. To me, that is a bit of a red flag. It's like, mm, I want to see how you handle things under pressure. And like, that's not the vibe that I would want from you in a high pressure situation of something you don't have a lot of control over. But I also can't tell if they're just like making it seem scarier than it is because there's all this scary music and it's like cut in ways that it's making him seem way more angry than he is. In Tino's defense, to the group, he goes, congratulations, seriously. And yeah, but I laughed at that ex- part because it was the most, like, passive-aggressive, like... he excuses like- himself and then goes and confides in a producer in, quote-unquote, private, but he's on a show, so we hear everything and we see everything. Yeah. But I feel like in terms of, like, how he handled the situation, I think in the group, I don't think he, he acted irrationally. I think he went to go vent to someone, quote-unquote, in private. It's just we get to see it. So I, I, I... And it was I, scary music, it really It was the scary music. I think it was funny that I feel like offended by ABC that they put Ethan and Tino as the final rose with with scary music thinking we're all sitting here thinking, hmm, who's going to get it? The guy yeah. that got, like, a combined two minutes this season or Tino, who is the front runner of the whole season. Like, that was just dumb. So, Do you ever wonder, though, like, what are they saying to Rachel in order to get that to happen? Right, because no, obviously I they're know trying what they're to, saying. But what do they, they say? Then what? They tell her, we need you to give Tino the, the last rose. A hundred percent. You don't think there's any more manipulation going on? Because I feel like Rachel, we know she really likes Tino. If they're just like, yeah, we just like need you to do this. Why wouldn't she be like... No, I like him. I don't want him. I don't want to make him upset. But at the end of the day, she still gets to take him to the next round. We know that, like, it's not like they're saying you need to break up with him. They just say you need. They always do this. I mean, I feel like. No, I know they do. But I'm like, what are they saying to her to, like, get her to do it? I mean, I guess we have to ask an actual producer because I don't really know. But I I would assume they're like, hey, um, these are your final guys. Okay, give it in this order. This, this and this. I mean, they're they're making a show at the end of the day. But don't you think Rachel's smart enough to be like, okay, but I don't want Tino, my literal favorite person, to be upset and be questioning? Like, I would would think that there's more of a back and forth about it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like... Tino was by far the front runner, and Ethan was by far the most obvious choice to go home out of the group, that it was silly to pit them next to each other. For sure. No no one thought for a second that Tino could potentially go home, but I think Tino 
is like it probably rattled you know yeah yeah but that's what they want like i mean at the end of the day, they are making a show. They want to rattle Tino. They saw that by just him not getting the group date rose or whatever it was, he freaked out. So Yeah, I guess I'm just like, do but more. Rachel doesn't want to rattle Tino. That's where I'm like, there's the disconnect. I'm like, how does that yeah. happen? Um, so Rachel gave out four hometown date roses. Gabby only gives out three. I mean, but it was like, she couldn't possibly bring Spencer to hometowns. I had seen Spencer all of like three seconds in my whole life, throughout the whole time he was on the show. Life. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like, it to me that made sense. It's, you know, that's not typically how it goes, but, you know, this is not a typical season, and it was so obvious that Spencer was just, like, not it. You know what's funny, though? Rachel has been so- seemingly insecure that Gabby's had more guys interested in her this whole time, mm-hmm. and now going into hometowns, Rachel has four and Gabby only has three. I know. Doesn't matter. And at I the know. end of the day, all you need is Tino, Rachel, so you're fine. All right, well, that was the recap room. All right. Jackie, do you think you could, like, really legitimately ever go on this show? Because they put people through the ringer. I mean, like, poor Rachel. I know. I always think about that, and I feel like I used to want to go on. But now, after our interviews and hearing the horror stories that people have shared with us, I don't think I, I have it in me, in my mental health, to handle that show and no. what the producers are capable of. I don't know if I would be able to take like everyone ripping me to shreds, being manipulated on national television. Like I have been open about this. I have struggled with anxiety and struggled with mental health issues in the past. Yeah, no, I have too. Um, I've been on like such a journey with my mental health and I've talked about it a little bit, but um, something that I was introduced to in 2019, I had a really interesting therapist that instead of pushing me towards medications or other types of typical treatments for anxiety, they actually suggested I try meditating and it was pretty incredible. Obviously like it's a practice and it takes a long time to kind of get in the groove of it. But even starting with just five minutes a day, I genuinely saw a difference in my mental health and the way my body was handling anxiety by doing it. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of continue my meditation journey. And then I found this podcast mindful in minutes and I have been loving it so much. It's cool because it's a podcast, so it's free and all these other meditation apps charge you like a monthly subscription and stuff so to just have access to some of that practice for free was game changing for me it opened a whole new world and not just some I mean there's over 200 free guided meditations Mm -hmm. in the mindful in minutes podcast hosted by Fats Kelly Smith and we were so excited that a fellow Fats was such a boss bitch and having this awesome podcast that is successful really good and really beneficial and, and helpful like she's helping so many people totally yeah and so definitely check her out guys it doesn't matter if you're a beginner to meditation or a total expert every week she has new guided meditations based on a topic designed for what we really need in everyday life whether that's anxiety relief meditation to help you fall asleep or just a five minute meditation to let go of some stuff and she has different meditations that range from five to 20 minutes so regardless of how much time you have to fit it in I think there's always a podcast or a meditation that you can squeeze in to help your mental health I am so going to be adapting that uh meditation to help you fall asleep as part Mm -hmm. of my nighttime routine because I take like melatonin every night I always like I'll be wired and I I won't be able to fall asleep and I really struggle with that so like a five minute Mm -hmm. podcast to help you fall asleep sign me up yeah I should look into that too it's probably way 
way healthier than drugging yourself with Z-Quil every single night, which <laughs> is what I actually do. So um, wait, you don't call it Z-Quil? Z- yeah, no. Well, there's multiple Z's. It's Z-Quil. Oh wow, guys, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if that's I'm, the correct. All right, let's. I think it's Z-Quil. Sound off in the comments below. Do you say Z-Quil or do you say Z-Quil? No, there's we multiple say sound Z's. off in the comments ab- below a lot. What comment section? I don't are we know. Just about? like our DMs. I don't know. Okay. I, obviously, there's no comment section below here, but I just. But we're gonna just keep saying that. It's just like a phrase. Sound off in the yeah. comments below. DM me. Tell me how you pronounce this drug. Yeah. Z-quil. So anyway, yeah, don't use Zquill and check out Mindful in Minutes instead. Again, it's a free podcast with over 200 free guided meditations that could help you either better your mental health, relieve anxiety, or help you even fall asleep and just relax. So go support a fellow Fox, Kelly Smith. You're doing the damn thing. Yeah. So you can check her out wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild, and we read about it on air. Woo! I actually got these two encounters from the She's All Batch Facebook group. Oh, nice. Feel free to join the She's All Batch Facebook group on Facebook. This person writes, I was at a convention in Vegas for work, as she works in the jewelry industry, and found out Nick and Vanessa were there promoting a new lab-grown diamond brand. This obviously was when (laughs) Nick and Vanessa were together. Some background info about my industry it's a ton of old men they were standing in front of this step and repeat waiting for pics to be taken and it got to a point where their publicists were literally asking people to go take photos with them since everyone that was walking by was clueless as to who they were i guess because their industry is all old men and they didn't know i of course was thrilled and jumped at the opportunity later on i saw nick and vanessa leaving the convention clearly fighting with each other they did not look remotely happy to be together this was june 2017 for reference they were both lovely though and vanessa is freaking gorgeous so june 2017 when did they break up let's see how close it was to their breakup yeah Oh, okay. So they split in August. So they they literally were like weeks away from splitting. Yeah, that's interesting and funny. I would have loved to see the moment where a publicist had to ask people to go take pictures with Nick. What a humbling moment. Yeah, I guess though I I question like what did they expect? I'm assuming they know going into this that this jewelry industry is all old men like did they think all these old men would be like oh my god it's Nick Vile the bachelor yeah and I I don't remember them ever promoting a lab grown diamond brand so they clearly didn't get the exposure they were looking for yeah and how does Neil Lane feel about this when true they're committed to advertising his real diamonds. That is actually weird because Vanessa was quote unquote engaged at the time. So she's wearing a Neil. She's wearing Lane. like a real massive Neil Lane diamond. And she's like, oh, but you guys can just grow them in the lab. Yeah. I want, that's probably what they were fighting over. Classic, like do as I say, not as I do yeah. like out of touch celebrity moment. <laughs> I really like this encounter for so many reasons. I like that. Like Nick and Vanessa were caught fighting. This was right mm-hmm. before they broke up. They clearly were so awkward together and should have been together to begin yeah. with. Yeah. But I also like that they were standing at a step and repeat and people weren't going up to them. Kind of sad though. Do you think Nick Nick's ego was probably so bruised because he's kind of saying being the literal bachelor. But I mean, okay, like I get you're at a jewelry convention, I guess. But you're also in Vegas, so this was probably at one of the hotels in Vegas. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The yeah. fact that a publicist had to grab people, I don't think that's a good point, too. Like, there's all different types of people in Vegas. Like, like I'm sure, and I'm sure if it's a convention, it's probably in the lobby of, like, Caesars. Yeah. There's tons of people walking and by. No it's not one just at the Caesars old Caesars recognize Nick. Very mm. interesting. Yeah. Well. Well. Oh, well. I'm glad they broke up, though. It seems like they just literally fought the entire time they were together. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't and think they had one happy place. moment. Yeah. Vanessa's exactly. now engaged, and Nick is with his child bride. So everyone's <laughs> yes, happy. Like, and Nick is a father, more or less. Yeah. So this person writes, literally almost had a bachelor encounter today. Oh, I don't know. We've never had one of these almost <laughs> encounters. I waited in line for an hour to meet Matt James and Rachel in North Carolina before having to leave for a work event. The line was moving so slowly because they were taking so much time with every guest. Oh, that's nice. Everyone who walked out was beaming and talking about how sweet they were. They gave out free food and signed copies of Matt's book. I talked to a group of the girls who said Matt and Rachel were asking them questions, and it felt like a normal conversation, not so much meeting celebrities. I know he was doing a little self-promotion of his book, but I thought it was so sweet of them to host a meet-and-greet in the community he grew up in, thought you would appreciate. So this was when he was on his little book tour. Didn't you go to something for his book tour? Uh, or no, you went to no, no, no. I went book. for Hannah Brown's book tour, and Matt James was there. So it was okay. like Hannah and Matt having a conversation. It was interesting. I was actually glad I went. Um, I also got to see Hannah's boyfriend, who was like in the audience, and then went backstage to meet her. Was he hot in person? Yeah, he was. He was very hot. No other bachelor sightings, though. I th- I thought I was gonna go and like be like, oh, excuse me, sir, pardon me, and sit in my seat, and, like, Tyler Cameron would be sitting right there to support his friend. That's why I Mm -hmm. went, but unfortunately, I didn't really see any other Bachelor people besides Hannah's boyfriend and Matt and and Hannah. And Matt and Hannah, but they were on stage. I didn't, like, sit with them. Yeah. Oh, missed But they did a little chat about Hannah's book. It was still fun. Um, But it's so nice that Matt took time to really, like, talk to people. Actually, this past weekend, I went to the Hamptons, and there was, like, a signing at a wine shop. Lisa Vanderpump was there, and she was signing um, bottles of her wine. So we're like, oh, my God, we have to go. And same type of thing. She took so much time to talk to every single person and ask questions and, like, really made you feel, like, I don't know, connected to her. And it makes Mm -hmm. such a difference. Like, I left that being like, wow, that was really nice to take the time to make people feel special for coming to your thing be appreciative of your fans so it really goes a long way yeah like it just makes me think back to when I met Jody Sweeten when I was like seven years old she came to the mall mm-hmm. and the for mall. a signing the mall I love just like the big the mall <laughs> the mall by me I guess yeah and it was like after Full House ended she was doing like an appearance and mm-hmm. I cried meeting her and then I said my one time with Jody Sweeten I got like 10 seconds and I said my name is Stephanie too her name's not Aww. Stephanie but that's how like young and innocent I was and she signed um her little headshot and she goes oh and she handed me my thing and took a picture with me and that's it had she said back like oh my name isn't I don't know like said a little bit more yeah like real questions oh what's your middle name Stephanie Jody Sweeten get better at interacting with your fans <laughs> Seriously, but this is exactly like Jojo Siwa calling out Candace Cameron. She called her out and said she was her worst celebrity encounter, and then like Candace contacted Jojo, and then it turned oh. out to be a whole thing. But it turned out Jojo was referring to when she was little, she went to a Fuller House event, and Candace Cameron like kind of snubbed her. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to spark things and say Jodi Siwa. I was literally seven, and she was fine. There was nothing wrong with the encounter. But looking back. I said, my name is Stephanie, too. And she said, oh. And that's it. She's probably taken off guard because she's She's like, I'm not going to correct this seven-year-old right (laughs) now. I'm like, actually, my name's not Stephanie, you idiot. I'm an actor. (laughs) Um, So she spared you that. So that's nice. No, I appreciate actually her not calling me out and making me feel dumb. Thanks, Jody, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. But good for Matt and Rachel for really being like that. I just think... It's very nice when you, especially when you like you wait in line, you buy something that this person is selling and you ask them to sign it and they actually take the time to chat with you. It just goes a long way. Yeah, I appreciate it. 
hopefully they got some snacks after and, mm-hmm. you know. I know, like, was Matt, did he have Skittles in his pocket that he was just popping them secretly? Popping them in, yeah. Getting probably. his fix. Because he needs to get, like, he needs to keep his blood his blood sugar up. I know, like, I'm like, this man gives me a vibe of, like, a man who's, like, addicted to candy. Like, <laughs> needs to have a little Sour Patch Kid at least once a day. Well, especially if this person said this was, the line was moving so slow, she waited an hour, and then she had to leave because she had to go back to work. So, like, they spent a lot of time doing this event. So, Matt was probably hangry by the end of this event. Right. But I'm happy he wasn't showing it. Like, people said that he, they were really nice. That's great. Good thing that he can mask his hangry. Hanger, yeah. His hanger, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch, and we may read it next week. Okay, guys, we have Lauren Iconetti here. She is the sister of Ashley Iconetti. She is the sister-in-law of Dawson Dimitri Brady's <laughs> father, Jared Haven. Mm-hmm. She's the aunt of Dawson Dimitri Brady. Yes. Lauren. The golden child. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is my first uh, podcast as a guest. Oh, Dude. wow. We're honored. I guess like almost famous. Like I make some appearances on Almost Famous with Ben Higgins, but very, very small. But thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. For those who may not know, if you're living under a rock, Lauren is one of two people in the franchise that were was able to come on the show without ever being on the show previously. The only other person was Christian Demi's yeah, ex-fiance. For Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. For Bachelor in Paradise, yes. Yeah. Sorry. So Lauren accompanied Ashley on that first season, well, Ashley's first season of Bachelor in Paradise when she first Mm -hmm. met Jared. I have so many questions because that's like my favorite season ever. You were like TV gold. Thank you. the hell did you end up on the show with your sister? It's pretty interesting, actually. So I was in New York when um, Caitlin was filming her date with like, I don't remember what it was like a rap battle or something when she met Nick. I remember, I remember seeing you. Yes. So Ashley uh, brought me and my friend Mora and I met all the producers that day and they were like, she's so interesting, funny out there. She has to come on the show. And I was like, haha, yeah, that'll, that'll be great. You know, because they were like, Oh yeah, come on. I was like on the bachelor. And I was like, I would never go on the bachelor. Cause like my, like, um, uh, I guess like insecurities would be terrible. So I'm like, if I went with my sister, I'd be great. And they were like, yeah, come on bachelor in paradise. And I was like, this was the easiest audition process of my entire life. So that was it. They just extended. I thought it was going to be this long. I'm sorry. Yeah. They met me and they're like, yeah, you should come on. Um, and I was like, yeah, totally. I'll do it. But then I didn't think it was actually going to happen. And then like two weeks later, they sent me the, like the, the psych evaluation and the blood work, um, information. And I was like, I'm going to get my blood done, but like, I don't know if I'm actually going to do this because I was seeing someone at the time as like, I guess everyone kind of saw on the show. I was seeing someone at the time and I was like, I don't know if I could ever like break it to him that I'm going to do this. So I was like, I was so unsure until... I stepped on the beach. So that's kind of how it happened. That's how it all came to be. You were and so what made you like what? decide that you were definitely yeah. going to do it. Yeah. When, when did I decide? Well, I know you said you decided like basically when yeah. you got on the beach, but like, what was the convincing <laughs> factor? I think Ashley, I, Ashley really like pushed yeah. me and she was like, this is going to be great for you. It's going to be so funny. And it's just going to be a good story. And I was like, it's definitely going to be a good story. Um, but I ended up never telling the guy 
that I was seeing that I was going. And looking back, I'm like, I was just so young and so stupid. And if I just told him, I would have had an amazing experience there. And I wouldn't have been like so hesitant about going. Um, but yeah, I think Ashley was just like, it's going to be great. And then they got me to my flight and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go down to Mexico for a little bit. And I can leave whenever I want. So I just kind of went with the flow. It was like day by day, hour by hour. Okay. So, well, let's just jump ahead to this boyfriend because you yes. refer to yourself on the show as a mistress. Yes. Were you given that line or did you really consider yourself a mistress? Okay. So, um, I'm going to preface this with, I was very young and I think no I was judgment. 20, I think I was maybe 22 when I started seeing him and okay. So I started dating him and we had a magical like month a magical month and then of course he ghosts me and then I'm like oh my god what like this was the most incredible like love romance ever like the best kiss I've ever had and everything Mm -hmm. so then um I he he contacts me like maybe two months later and he's like hey I met someone I have a girlfriend and I was like okay okay and he was like doesn't mean we can't be friends and you know how that goes yeah um classic classic so then he comes over whatever and then it kind of turns into this thing it's like a real a situationship and like I felt guilty but I also was like I had him first you know I was like I was very young but I was like I had him first it could never be this magical with her so I had that kind of situationship going in but I was like so head over heels that I kind of like went into paradise thinking like thinking about him and if I just like thought I can do whatever I want because obviously I'm not in an actual relationship. Then I would have taken it more seriously. And I probably actually would have maybe formed a connection. I would have given Mikey a a little bit more of a shot. You know, Mm. the only guy that was kind of interested there. (laughs) So that's kind of how the relationship went. And then we, I came back and I told him what happened. And he was like, okay, like I kind of figured that. Like you literally don't have your phone down there. So like what else? Did he take you back? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was fine because, like, obviously he can't talk shit. He can't. Well, yeah, say he had a girlfriend to too. Yeah. So, but yeah. the actual phrase, like the word "mistress," the word "mistress." Um, who, who did that come from? I think my, uh, I think my sister and I kind of used the word "mistress" just to be funny, just to okay. like cons- consolidate the actual situationship. Okay. So we would just say "mistress." He was not married by any means. Like he was young. Everyone was young. So. Right. Um, he is married to her now, though. No! Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, so, like, did she... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did, does she know? Yeah. Well, did she know at the time, and does she know now? No, no, Still no, to this no. day, we're breaking the news to her if she ever listens to this podcast. Yeah. But she's not. Yeah. She didn't. She saw it on TV, and she didn't figure it out. She's not going to figure it out now. I don't know if she watches the show. I don't know. But I've never disclosed uh, the name or anything, so... As I've gotten older, I feel so bad. It's just, like, you know, you learn, and yeah, I, I feel... Yeah. I feel totally guilty i mean like they have a kid now and it's like a whole thing but maybe she does gonna, know maybe he told her and they moved past it let's maybe say that did and i'm gonna say i don't think i was the only one so so while you were in paradise though you actually said like it's not paradise it's hell mm, why yeah. was it hell for you aside from thinking about a guy back home like mm-hmm. what were the conditions that you were referring to as hell um i'm an I'm actually like an introvert. So I like to have alone time and I like to decompress and there's none of that there. So I kind of should have known that going in. Um, And aside from not having any alone time, it's probably like, I guess how the heat, I mean, I know everyone's mentioned the heat, but it's really, really hot. And like, you know, your hair never looks good and you're all super sweaty and to sleep in the heat. So um, that's probably you know, hell. I, honestly, if I went down today, I'd probably thrive. 
I, I think I was just being like a little bitch then. <laughs> Would you ever go back if they asked you? I I am engaged right now. So oh. unfortunately, there's no more Darn. paradise. Well, That's damn. paradise for me. I know. <laughs> but uh, hell yeah. Ask me like three years ago. I would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So after that experience, you're single. If they would have said, hey, Lauren, you can come back. You would have gone again. I would have gone again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although like now everyone's so like hot and young, I would probably feel like very insecure. I'd feel like oh, the my God. person. You're beautiful. So <laughs> you're stunning. Don't say that. One of the most memorable parts of when you were on the show is when you're telling Ashley to fix her hair and you're like, can mm-hmm. you make it a little more Ariana? Yes. Have people said that to you? Like, is that not just me? Yeah. I mean, people definitely remember that. And then the, the beach glowy part when I told her to not, you shouldn't have put foundation on and she's like, it's beach glowy. So I remember <laughs> and people always say that. Um, but dude, right when she made that pony a little more Ariana, those cheekbones came up and she mm-hmm. got Jared. It's it it was a game changer. <laughs> you know what you're doing. You are a hairstylist yes. now. Yes, I am. So you <laughs> and that was before you were even I know in that, in that world, right? I, so you yeah, natural talent. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. we make it a little more Ariana? Well, like I, Ariana. I think that to myself when I'm like putting in a ponytail, Apple. I'm like, oh yeah. I gotta pull a little. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for those cheekbones. We recently, we road tripped up to Rhode Island actually to go see, and we met Jared and we went to Audrey's coffee shop. When we were talking to him about you and Ashley being on the show, was it Jared who said this or did someone else say this to us that um, there was talks of the reason why they brought both of you guys on is because they were thinking of maybe trying a spinoff with you and Ashley was there ever a talk about that or did you know that any of that was maybe going on? And also Stephanie, was it Jared who said that to us? We had heard the rumor. We asked Jared about it and he Uh-oh. said, he said, he said Alon Gal was obsessed with Lauren yeah. and that's Uh-oh. why he wanted her on the show. But he was saying that you guys could have potentially gotten like a, um, like you know, the how, Ben like, and Lauren yeah, stuff. Like how Hannah yeah, and Emily yeah. got something. Like why the hell did you guys not get something? So I think that's kind of the the reason why I totally committed to going Bachelor in Paradise is because they kind of were like, oh yeah, you guys could have a spinoff. Um, and I didn't think that was super far-fetched. Um, but then I started thinking, I feel like they said that to a lot of people. I think they said that to a lot of people to get, get you on because there have been the twin show and Ben and Lauren, but we have yeah. like made like two or three like sizzle reels for like the spinoff of Ashley and I and like, and then Jared and Jared's family and all this stuff. So we've, we've filmed like a couple first episodes before, but nothing's ever come from it. I don't, I don't think it would be particularly interesting slash those freeform shows seem to be far too produced. Like, not fun. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need something where you guys could be more in control. You don't live... Well, no, you're engaged. So you don't mm. live with Ashley and Jared No, anymore. I don't, unfortunately. I mean, she's offered it many, many times, and mm-hmm. I think it would be amazing content if I was the nanny for, like, a year, because she definitely needs it. Yeah. Oh, because she's... <laughs> that would so, be great content. And you yeah. seem like such a good aunt. Like, I see the stuff <laughs> that you're posting with him. Like, tell us about Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven. We're, we love him. <laughs> we met him in the flesh. And we met him at Audrey's, I mean, yeah. he is... He's, Celebrity sighting the most beautiful baby ever and like we kind of all imagined him coming out being kind of like a little jared like dark hair dark eyes you know those like ashley bone structure because they Mm -hmm. have very similar faces and he's not that at all he's literally a little leonardo dicaprio which we are we are not complaining about the second generation is coming so i mean i think he's he's absolutely stunning he is a lot of work he's made me think twice about like you know having children my own but like also because they would never be as beautiful as Dawson. 
but he's great. He's fantastic and adorable. And how old is he now? He's six months. Okay, it'll get it'll get better. So in terms of like the workload, it'll get a little yeah, easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like this may be the worst of it. I don't know. Yeah, don't let it don't let it turn you off too much. It's not okay. gonna always be that bad. I have a t- I have a two-year-old. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Terrible um, twos. Yeah. Uh, right. And I'm saying that it gets better. So okay, okay. Give you some, yeah. Okay. I'll relay the message. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so when you came on the show, did they people get paid to go on the show. Did you get paid or was it more like they were incentivizing you about a potential spinoff? Like what was your situation? Um, you get $400 a day. That's what you got. But Ashley definitely got more than that. You don't have to tell us what I I actually have no idea how much she got. I think she may have gotten like 400 or 700. I don't think it was more than that. I think at that point, paradise was still like like that was the first mm-hmm. to me, that was the first season of paradise because the first one was like they're still working at the kinks and i feel like very many people remember that one so i feel like you were just like excited to go on it and you weren't even thinking about money like i feel like the this season this co- season that's coming out in september it, people probably are negotiating back and forth to, with yeah. their rates because yeah. they know what goes into it and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, like, something that we ask, know. we we ask pretty much everyone that comes on the show who's been to paradise. We talk about money yeah. and the range that we get. So Crazy. 400 a day seems to be the standard. That's why yeah. I, I'm surprised okay. That, you, okay. that you said that. But people have gotten upwards. I think the highest was, was it Tenley? Blake maybe? Oh no, Tenley. Tenley yeah. got yeah, like yeah. 20 grand or something. Mm-hmm. And wasn't Ten- Tenley? Tenley? Yeah. Shut and she was up. on that season because I just watched the season. first episode to prepare for this. Yeah. It's very interesting. But it's so but crazy. Tenley, I think, had a good relationship with them because then she was also saying too that they had covered her expenses for while she was on Jake's season. And that's like not a normal thing. And I think they told her to like not say that, but yeah, that she did. Yeah, she told us. Wow. Katie Morton got like why. 10 grand. I think Lake got like 16 grand. It's yeah. like all random. And only when people know that they can negotiate, like, cause if mm-hmm. you go in and they're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. 400 a day, you don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, great, great. I didn't even think, I don't even need to get paid. My thing about getting paid, like you're going right. to get exposure and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand Blake getting more because like he probably was the hot commodity and he's really tall. But um, Tenley, that's very interesting. Funny story about Tenley. So we, I was a bad girl and I snuck my phone in to Paradise. <gasps> And how did you, wait, how did you manage doing that? First off. <laughs> so they come to your room the first day and they say, hand us your phone. I mm-hmm. handed them like an old iPhone, like seven or something. No. And they were like, wow. they were like, great. Thank you so it's much. It's like a toy and phone. I, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. It's for a baby. And so I handed <laughs> like it to Dawson. them and I, and I kept my phone. And the stupid thing was I forgot a charger. So I didn't even have it for that long. I just wanted to continue talking to that guy as long as I could. But Tenley, um, I think she stuck in an iPad because I walked in on her going to the bathroom and she had an iPad on her lap. So I think, yeah, she had Jillian just, we just interviewed Jillian and she told me that she said she was like FaceTiming people on the iPad. See, maybe maybe she had a deal with producers too. Since she got paid more. Well, okay. Would you agree? Because we, we think of Ashley as someone that is, protected she's a favorite producers obviously love her she's very good tv but there are people that are not favorites and not Mm -hmm. necessarily protected do you see as her sister you see that there are favorites and there are people that get certain advantages even jared said how ashley was like she was able to just walk back into a rose ceremony and say i didn't get a rose but i want to stay and she just got to stay because they would rather her stay on the show 
than leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be really good TV. And if you're not good TV, they're obviously not going to give you special treatment. Like, the more outrageous you are, the more likely you're listening to the producer's advice. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're going to be, like, obsessed with you for, like, being manipulated slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think a lot of it is just, like, keeping um, good relationships with the franchise. Like, if you're talking shit about the franchise in any way, you're going to be blacklisted and they're not going to help you at all. Yeah. So I feel like Ash yeah. is so good at that. Like, she, I mean, she has literally her child to thank for this franchise. So she's going to do everything she can. She'll do things for free. She'll always hype them up. She'll always do like recaps and stuff. And I think that's kind of what you have to do. And if you want to be successful on the show, the producers are going to help you. You're not necessarily going to, you're not going to look like the villain. If you're going to be an asshole, like I was, I was not, nice to them and they probably made me look worse than I actually was so but going back in there like a little bit older I kind of know the game you know because there are some people that act like the favoritism is not a thing and that everyone's treated equally and and it's no they're no they're looking for good tv if you're going to be boring and not say the certain phrases and things and you're not going to get tv and no one's gonna like you it's like kind of obvious now looking back on it and like they don't they don't coax like um like actual lines out of you. They just kinda you say something, and they're like, oh, just rephrase it this way so we can use it. And they're not actually like giving you words to say, you know? So Well, that's what mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you about like ITMs because yeah. people have had horror stories that they're like stuck in their interview for four hours because you're not giving them what they want. Like, what was your experience? Because you're not even coming from like I came from The Bachelor and, right. I, and I know this deal. You're thrown in and all of a sudden you have to sit in these interview rooms. Like, how was it for you? Yeah, I mean, you learn really quickly. Um, if you want to get out of there, which you don't really necessarily in Paradise want to get out of there because it's an air-conditioned room and mm. there's not a lot of air-conditioned rooms um, there. So um, you're sitting in there and they're just like asking you a bunch of things and you're just saying how you feel. And if you say like, oh, I thought that you know, let's just say Blake looked really cute this day. Then they'd be like, could you just say Blake look really cute before breakfast? That's it. Like, they're not, they're just going to like make it fit into the story rather than like saying like, oh, I think Blake is cute without actually thinking Blake is cute. You okay. know? So it's not yeah, that, that crazy. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't terrible for me. And you, the only annoying thing is like when they fly you back in to like fill in some gaps of the storyline and you just have to be like, so today we're going um, mm. parasailing. And after parasailing, we're doing this. And it's like, it's hard to be genuine when you have to do that over and over and over again. So, dude, like, I only had to do that for, like, four days. Like, I can't imagine these people that are there season after season. And especially, like, the main character, like, The Bachelor and Bachelorette, having to do it over and over again. Like, I see how exhausted they are just being like, today we're doing this with him. And I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, this seems terrible. Oh, yeah. did, did you have to like put back on old outfits and yeah yeah you're not gross because it's like you don't have a washing machine so you're wearing like your dirty bathing suit that you wore yeah yeah i mean i guess so like you're not looking quite as polished and like you try <laughs> to do your makeup yeah. as as close as possible but it's not gonna yeah. be the same so if you're looking really closely at the itms like someone's hair may be off right and maybe something only i know but yeah yeah well, yeah, you would notice that. You're like, Your hair isn't as Ariana as it was it before. It is as Ariana, yeah. <laughs> what was your first impression of... Because like, you saw Ashley and Jared when they first met on mm-hmm. that season. What was your first impression of them like as a couple? Did you ever think they would end up married with a child? Um, I like... So the first time, like when meeting Jared and everything was disgusting. It was, it was disgusting. 
disgusting. I said, I like Jared. And I feel disgusting that I ever said that because he is my brother-in-law now. Um, but I was like, yeah, he's adorable. He's cute. He's everything like physically that Ashley ever wanted. And he's just so nice. And he loves pop culture. And that's like the way to Ashley's heart is pop culture. <laughs> so I thought that, you know, they would be great together. But Jared's like, I don't know, not immediate, like physical connection i'm very like he likes you he doesn't like you if he wanted to he would mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. just not that into you so i was telling her to give up for this like entire time and even after the bachelor when he like would send her flowers or something i would be like well don't get your hopes up like you know he would have done this if he really wanted you mm-hmm. and it really took until the day he professed his love like three years later for me to actually believe it so i wasn't like necessarily encouraging her to go after Jared and I thought she was absolutely nuts for going on season two because mm-hmm. he like basically said like you shouldn't you shouldn't go on he's like let me just like do this one thing on my own so and she couldn't but good thing she did I think she did <laughs> but she was dating Kevin from the franchise though and that's kind of when Jared yeah. had that epiphany do you think it took her dating someone else for him to realize like I should go after hundred percent a hundred percent like boys like let, let, every guy should watch that like sequence because if you watch her go away then you'll realize what you're missing i mean it was amazing because ashley like didn't really play hard to get like she did kevin for maybe three months and like she kind of knew like obviously he wasn't the one for her but it was a good experience for her she's never dated anyone else really it was her first like exclu- exclusive relationship um so she like knew that he wasn't the one and jared you know, seeing her with someone else, you know, got it, got her, got him going. And it's just the push that we needed. And honestly, I was like, you should have dated someone three and a half years ago, except she right. did date Wells in front of him and he didn't really care. I, so I don't know why that wasn't as effective. Maybe because Wells wasn't Kevin, so interested. Yeah. And I think the Kevin thing was real. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. she dated Wells, like what? He gave her a rose. He gave her a rose. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel Not like with enough. Kevin, they were like actually dating in the real world. And yeah. She was like, you can't come over. Kevin's over. And he's like, oh, my God. So was she really said that, though? I mean, she she's like, Kevin's here this weekend. So, like, I'll see you next week or something. <gasps> and yeah. that's like a dagger to the heart. Dagger. <laughs> like, imagine them sleeping in the same bed together. Oh, my God. Terrible. Oh, it's such a good story. I love the story. It, it is remarkable. And it gives a lot of people like hope and a lot of people that listen to our podcast i don't get it they're like i'm just holding out for my jared now because i've seen it happen and you know she's the exception not the rule yeah so we got to remember that but it is it is a nice like little glimmer of hope if you do have a friend and you're like i like him more just like continue being yourself and date around and then just wait i guess yeah nothing to lose your podcast i don't get it yeah like gold love it thank you thank you and how long has it been like what's next for the podcast so i think it's been like four it's been like five years we've been doing it for like almost five years and it's with our um friend naz perez who was a producer on the bachelor we met her the first day we got there um bachelor in paradise and um and Ashley, obviously. And we just, I think we're just kind of trying to incorporate some more video because I think it's like so funny to see people's facial expressions, and especially after four and a half years. 
uh, it could get a little dull. So we're going to start incorporating some more video and talking more about hopefully Naz's dating life because that's the most interesting thing. I mean, she's meeting celebrities all the time and, you know, getting numbers. And mm. it's very juicy. If only she would spill a little more tea, you know, because now I'm engaged. Ashley is married with a child. It's like, where do we go from here in like this dating podcast? Yeah, but oh my God, you guys have had so many good episodes like Ashley read her diary uh, when she was on Chris Souls' season. I listened to that episode more than once. You had an episode about like room roommate horror stories. So good. Like, we need more so, horror stories. Wait, I actually because I like literally I listened to the podcast religiously. I emailed Naz once and I was like, "Can you please bring back the horror stories? Because like those were my favorite. And you've okay. only done them a couple of times. So good. We'll do it next week because we don't have a topic next. Week. We'll do Yay! a horror story. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just gonna keep chugging along with the podcast. Yeah. And if you guys are in the DMV area and you want extensions, hit me up on at Lauren AI. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, in the what area? DMV. What's DMV, that? Maryland, so, Virginia. I know. I heard that too. I was like, oh, so the place where you like get your license right now? No, no, <laughs> I know. I feel like you have to be, I guess, in this area to understand what DMV means. Yeah. So it's Delaware, Maryland, Virginia? It's DC, Virginia, oh, Maryland. DC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, before we let you go, I want to ask mm-hmm. one more question. After being on the show, did anyone from Bachelor Nation slide into your DMs? Oh, um, I dated Joe Bailey for a little bit. No way! Yes, yes. Oh Honestly, God. shout out to Joe Bailey. He's the funniest, the best person ever. We dated for a couple months, and he would fly to Virginia uh-huh. like every other week, basically. Wait, and but he was the villain that season. I love a villain, guys. I love a villain. So I thought he was so funny. I mean, he is funny. So um, he came for a charity event and to my house, my parents' house, and then we hooked up for a couple months yeah wow that's a good one not, no, yeah, not yeah that's juicy oh, oh and the crystals a little bit awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the dagger to my personal heart but sorry <laughs> I, I think i knew that i wasn't gonna ask oh, okay. yeah. did you have yes. a thing no it was a one night thing thank you so much okay. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later bye okay. bye. bye lauren And that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars wherever you're listening. And why don't you go ahead and write a review and make it nice? Yes, make it a nice review. Five stars, yada, yada, yada. And join the Facebook group. It's um, a really great community we've built of people that love the show. We're always responding to comments there. People are posting news in real time. It's super fun. Oh, and guys, we were nominated for Best Female Hosted Podcast and for Best Film and TV Podcast for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. So basically how it works going forward now is some of you are going to get an email to vote. I think they randomly reach out to listeners to submit votes in addition to like a panel of people who are going to analyze all the different nominees. And so if you get an email, make sure to vote for us again, because we really would appreciate it. Um, Be sure to check out the She's All Batch YouTube channel. We have tons of content there. I literally got a DM the other day saying, I'm a new listener. Do you only release episodes once a week? Like, that's not enough. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, yes, we only release new episodes once a week. However... You can mosey on over to YouTube, She's All About YouTube, subscribe while you're there, and be entertained for hours. So not mm-hmm. only do we have a lot of our content from the podcast over on YouTube, we have a lot of exclusive content that we're making specifically for YouTube. For example, we just put out a video that we are breaking down the people from Rachel and Gabby's season who you should expect to see in Paradise and our commentary about that. So go check that one out. We're not going to be releasing any of that on the podcast. So if you want to know which of Gabby and Rachel's guys are headed to the beach. Go check out She's All About YouTube. Yes.
Check out our sponsors. Be sure to go to dameproducts.com for all of your sex toy needs. Do not have an embarrassing moment at a sex store ever again. And use code She's All Batch for 15% off site wide and spice up your life. Slam it to the left. Exactly. Must spice up your life. And then while you're all spiced up and all excited, calm calm down down. for a minute (laughs) by listening to the Mindful in Minutes podcast hosted by Kelly Smith, who is a FOTS. It's an amazing resource, guys. The fact that it's free guided meditations is incredible. So definitely go check her out as well. Follow us on socials. Follow me at She's All Batch across all platforms and follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore across all platforms. Yeah. Even Venmo, guys. Venmo me. (laughs) at Jackie Maroney underscore. I want to say that and see if people do. Oh my God. We need to set up a She's All Batch Venmo. Yeah, we do. Charity. All right. Yes. Is that it? I think so. Bye, bitches. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, one that Stephanie and I have even guested on called Love to See It. It's a smart and progressive, snarky, but affectionate dissection of reality dating shows and what they say about all of us. Culture writers Emma Gray and Claire Fallon recap shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and beyond. And also, guys, they break down every episode in obsessive detail. And they unpack all the weird messages pop culture sends to us about love, sex, and dating. Listen to Love to See It wherever you get your podcasts.